0: Hello, 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 and welcome to More Than Money, a show that explores the psychology, emotions, and math of money so that you can make better, smarter choices regardless of where you fall on the income or wealth spectrums. I'm your host, Jacquette Timmins. On today's episode, we're going to talk about pay transparency. And as you know, I don't agree with the taboo that says we don't talk about money. I think we talk about it all the time. I just don't think that we're having the right conversations and with the right people. And I think there is... uh, I was about to say there's no greater evidence, but there is. But I was about to say there's no greater evidence than in the space when we're talking about the intersection of work and money. But I think uh, truly... There are a lot of intersections (laughs) where we're not having the right conversations with the right people. But you may have noticed that over the last couple of years, there has been greater media attention to income inequality and the wage gap. And you may even uh, recall or have heard about Octavia Spencer's story. If you haven't heard it or if you don't remember all of the details let me do a little bit of a quick recap for you so this is coming from a panel that Octavia was on for the Sundance Film Festival and on that panel she shared how Jessica Chastain made it her business to make sure that she and Octavia were paid equally and she's talked about how those efforts actually led to both of them getting paid five times more than whatever were the numbers for their original contract. And what sparked this uh, result, if you will, was that they were having a conversation about compensation in Hollywood and how the male actors were getting so much more than the female actors and Octavia, if I can use this expression, Octavia pulled Jessica's coattail and shared how, well, yeah, that is true. There is a you know, gap between men and women. But are you also aware that there is a gap between what white women actors and black women actors get paid and that black women get paid less? And uh, this was something that actually surprised Jessica. She was completely unaware of this. But as soon as she learned of it, she made it a commitment of hers and a mission of hers to do something about it because she thought it was unacceptable. And that is what led to both of them getting five times more than what they were being paid. I gotta tell you i think that that was awesome I, I applaud both of them i applaud octavia for a being really vulnerable and open about specific numbers with jessica and i applaud jessica for letting her shock not just be shock, but she let that shock move her into action and the benefit of that is not only is that going to have an impact on the movie that they were working on but it will have an impact on Jessica's movies moving forward, whether or not she's working with Octavia, and that's going to have a ripple effect on the industry, and the potential of that is really profound. So I've got a question for you. Do you openly discuss what you earn? Whether it's what you earn in terms of your salary, if you work as an employee, or What is it that you earn in terms of revenue if you're listening to this and you are an entrepreneur or you work as a small business owner? Would you be offended if someone asked you, how much do you make? Or would your reaction and would your answer to them depend on who's asking and what's their motivation for doing so? I'm really excited to have this conversation with you about uh, pay transparency because I think that... It's a conversation that we don't have as much as we ought to, clearly, otherwise we wouldn't have the discrepancies that we do, although I do realize that a lot of it is systemic, but this is our way of kind of chipping away of some of the systemic issues. Um, But I'm excited to have this conversation with you because I think when it comes to personal finance, not only is... Uh, pay a big part of that as you know from the financial wheel but I also think that there are some things that we don't address as fully as we could when it comes to uh, money in general and pay transparency in particular I don't have a fancy name for it Um, but I do refer to these pillars with my coaching clients and my workshop attendees as the pillars of transparency power and intimacy I mean, fundamentally, these are, you know, key three things that make personal finance personal, and they are absolutely embedded in a conversation around salary and revenue, which I will sometimes switch out and just refer to as compensation. Because compensation is never just about the numbers. It's also about identity. Transparency plays a role in identity. Power plays a role in identity. Intimacy plays a role in identity. And if you're wondering, well, what do I mean about transparency, power, and intimacy? I'll leave it to you to define those terms for you, but let me give you this as a way of helping you do that. Transparency, where do you need to have more open conversations about money in your life, personally and professionally? With whom and why? Where do you need to examine, you know, where you are feeling really powerful versus where you feel like your power is being suppressed? Where? At work, at home? Who are the players? Where do you feel that there needs to be a little bit more intimacy when it comes to your finances? Again, at home or at work. And here's why this all matters because again, it's not just about the numbers, it's about the relationship those numbers have to your identity. The numbers tap into how do you feel about yourself? How do you feel about the value of what it is that you are bringing into the world and to whom and for whom? How does that all connect to your sense of confidence? How does that connect to how you feel about the future and your possibilities? To what degree do you feel or don't feel grounded? Like, does the number make you feel uh, secure or does it make you feel insecure? Because let's face it, I may be talking about, you know, the universal we in this moment, but we have a tendency to conflate what one earns to the power that they possess And we have a tendency to make a correlation to more money equals more success. And then that opens the can of worms around, well, how are you defining success? And all that goes with that. So I wanted to take the time to talk with you about What I view as three benefits for making sure that we are having some conversations, again, with the right people when it comes to pay transparency, and I also wanted to share with you some things that I think you ought to be mindful of in the process. My one caveat is to be discerning. I know we live in in an era where, you know, people share all kinds of things, everything. Uh, But I think it is absolutely okay for you to exercise your right to choose with whom you share your information and how much detail you actually get into. Uh, So I'll start off by using myself as an example. I absolutely clearly my cpa knows all my stuff right but i also have a couple of friends that i share my particular details with you will never see me create a video or you know put out on any sort of social media platform and you know broadcast i earned this a personally that's just not my style but from a professional standpoint It's also not my business model. It's not necessary for me in terms of me, you know, getting new clients and things of that nature. There are some people for whom their business model is built on the notion of, I did X, let me show you how to do X also. That's not my business model. And so I have no problem keeping that private. Obviously, I will tell people what I charge, but I don't think that there's a need for knowing the details of what my company's revenue is and of that what I'm paying myself. So that's just an example of, I think, being discerning, and I invite you to do the same. But here's uh, the first of three benefits that you can get from having more open conversations around what you make. The first is, it's data, it's research, and it's helping you to really understand where do you fall on the spectrum. And most importantly, what you want to know is whether or not you are underpaid or if you are undercharging. So let me share an example for you here. I have been, you know, doing corporate trainings, corporate workshops, I've been speaking at conferences, I've been doing all of that for many years. But quite honestly, my compensation, the numbers that I was quoting in my proposals, They were really trial and error. And it was only a couple of years ago when um, a friend of mine who happens to be the chief diversity officer at a publicly traded company, I reached out to her and I said, hey, I would really appreciate it if you would take a look at my uh, proposals and give me a sense of whether or not I am on target. A, I'm so glad she said yes. (laughs) B, I am really, really glad to know that I was in the right spot, like I was in the sweet spot. I wasn't charging a ridiculous amount on the top end, and I certainly wasn't at the bottom end. So that felt really good. But here's the other thing that she shared with me that I thought was really quite surprising. And she said, you know, when we get proposals and the number's really low, we just throw it out. And I was like, wow, that's fascinating. And yeah, I know that there are some industries where it's the lowest bidder that gets the contract, and I I think I have some issues with that. But what I appreciated was the whole notion of, it's not just about always coming in at at the lower amount. So um, there's that, right? But if you are listening to this, and you work as an employee, what it can help you to, to, to see, again, is where do you fall in the salary range? And this is not just about discovering the degree to which you might be a part of or embedded in the whole pay inequality and wage, uh, you know, dis- what's the word I'm looking for? Um, wage disparity, that's the word that I'm looking for. It's not just about discovering whether or not you are in that group of of, of being on the end of the spectrum where things are not favorable for you, but it's also about then putting together your game plan. Putting together your game plan and putting together what's gonna be your pitch process and to whom are you going to be doing this pitching to. So the first benefit is that it helps you to collect data. It helps you with your research. The second benefit is that it can help you expand your network. So again, going back to my friend, I'm really, really grateful uh, to her for taking that time. But you know what else? It also led to some business that I had no idea that conversation would lead to. So for you, when you are reaching out to people to have these conversations with, you have no idea where it may lead to with regards to expanding your network and how that might lead you down the path of either a new employment opportunity or a new revenue opportunity. And that employment opportunity could be within your organization or elsewhere. So that's the second benefit, it expands your network. The third is that as we each individually have these conversations, what it does is it helps to normalize what I call strategic conversations around compensation. And in the process, what we are doing is chipping away at the pay gap. And we're, we're chipping away at uh, you know, wage discrimination and disparity. And we're doing that not just from a gender standpoint of male versus female, but come on, let's just be transparent here. We're also doing that in terms of narrowing the disparity between what white women get paid and what black women get paid and what other women of color get paid. And so the whole idea is that this will only work is, or this will only work if you not only ask, but then you also take the time to make sure that you are sharing that is so key as well. So those are the three benefits. It helps you with data. It's a part of your research. It helps to expand your network. And it just helps to normalize a conversation so that it's not just one person that benefits from it, but a lot of other people. Because think about just in terms of uh, Hollywood. Think about now that Octavia shared this experience, shared it on Sundance, and you can go to YouTube, think about how many other people now will be positive to, positively impacted both within the uh, you know, film industry but also outside of it. But here are some things to be mindful of. Make sure that you check your own judgment. When do you catch yourself judging how much or how little someone else has or makes? And what's going on in that situation? What's the context um, under which that judgment is happening? And this is not for you to go down the rabbit hole of then judging yourself, but that is something to explore because it, it opens the door for some things that you might need to work on. Speaking of, here's the second thing to be mindful of. Do you have any unexamined wealth guilt or pay shame? Because you go through all of this, but then you haven't reconciled some of the inner things that you might have around having wealth and who has it and who quote unquote is entitled to it and whether or not you earn X and and your friend next door earns Y. If you haven't worked all of that out, that is absolutely going to have an impact on the plan that you put together and the pitch process that you put together as well. And then the third thing to be mindful of, and and all of this, as you will see, is really connected. Be clear about whether you are emotionally ready to do something about what you discover. Are you ready to do the work? Are you ready to put a game plan in place? Are you ready to put a pitch plan in place? If you work as an entrepreneur or small business owner, are you ready to make sure that there is an alignment between the price that you are quoting and the value that you are giving or creating? Because people will be able to you know, pick up, discern, if you will, If you don't feel fully confident in what it is that you were asking for, whether you're doing that ask from the stance or from the standpoint of being an employee looking for more money, or you're doing the ask from the standpoint of an entrepreneur or small business owner putting the ask out there to a prospect or to an existing client where you might be increasing the price point. So again, do I think that there should be more conversations around pay transparency? Yes, absolutely. Do I think that you should be selective about with whom you have these conversations and perhaps even some of the details? Yes. Again, because if you, look, if you listen to the YouTube video, I also give Octavia credit for this. She doesn't share with any of us the, the specific numbers, and I appreciated that as well because she's, she's providing us an example of how to share, but also how to share in the context of boundaries. And I think that that's something that we could always benefit from. But the reason that I think we should have more conversations is because talking about your compensation can lead to you feeling more empowered and confident about what it is that you are asking for. And here's the ultimate benefit from my standpoint. It helps you to shift your language from charging what you're worth or getting paid what you're worth. Can I tell you that language drives me crazy because what it does is the unhealthy thing of tying a number to who you are as a human being. And that's not what this is about. Like there's no price tag on that. Anyway, off my soapbox I go. But what it does is it shifts you away from that and what it shifts you toward is anchoring what you are asking for in the context of data and value. And yeah, you might have to defend that data and you might have to defend that value, but having to do that only makes you even better at what it is, A, that you do and then also talking about it. So those are my several cents <laughs> on this topic of pay transparency. And as always, I thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Let us know, let me know what you found most useful. If you do indeed talk about how much you make, I would love to hear You know what sparked that. Um, again, you don't need to share numbers, but I'd love to hear when you have those conversations, what do you find beneficial for you and the other party with whom you're having that discussion? I'm always going to ask you, and so I will do so again today, please uh, leave a review and a rating and you can do that on on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if we are not already connected on social media, follow me on Instagram, J-A-C-Q-U-E-T-T-E-M-Timmons. And again, I want to just let you know if there is a college graduate in your life, please check out or let them know about Pearls of Financial Wisdom for College Graduates. This is a self-paced uh, program slash course that they can take. And it is all about really setting them up to be really successful as they transition from being the college student, whether it's undergrad or grad, to the financial roles and responsibilities that now come with this new you know, age stage, if you will, of their life. And uh, you can check it out. You can get a preview of what they would get by going to bit.ly forward slash preview dash pearls of wisdom. And all of that is lowercase. So again, bit.ly forward slash preview dash pearls of wisdom. And all of that is lowercase. What's more, thank you. And until next time, remember it is about more than money.